Hello, everyone. It's Adasha Townsend of the Feast and Fashion Podcast. I'm a veteran food and beverage journalist who's worked with some of the most notable media outlets in the world. Feast and Fashion is the intersection of food and fashion, one beautiful plate or a glass at a time. With each episode, I will introduce you to fascinating, fabulous people in the culinary industry. Today, Karine Kalikstad joins me. This classically trained chef works as a private chef and wait for it, also as a glamorous plus-size model. During this episode, we chat about how she juggles both businesses, plus yet another fashion and food-focused venture with her sister. Welcome to Feast and Fashion, Kareen. Yay! Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you so much. I have watched your videos and just your content on social media, and I don't know what I love more, the food or the fashion, lady. I really don't. I mean, I try to serve you both, you know, equally, you know, equally yoked. I try to give it to you good on both, you know, both sides. I love it. And you are serving it very, very well. So let's first talk about a culinary school and what interested you in cooking. So I'm blessed to come from like both sides of my family are really, really good cooks. Um, but my father, he actually cooked professionally. Okay. So when I was a little girl, he was working in this restaurant in Boston that was like one of the first like real fine dining restaurants in that area called L'Espalier. And he worked under um, the chef who I just found out passed away actually, um, Munsef Medeb, and who was a genius in the culinary field. So my father worked under him and actually made him my godfather. So when I was a little girl, I used to like be in those kitchens, like he used to bring me and I'd watch like the hustle and bustle of like, you know, during service time. And I was completely like in love with that. I thought it was like the coolest thing. I thought like my dad was cool. I thought my godfather was cool. All the men on the line. So yeah, so that kind of like sparked something. Sold. in me. Yeah, yeah. And you know, at that time, like growing up, like my mother always kind of like deterred me from that because that's such a crazy life. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, when you first get into like restaurant business, you're not getting money or anything like that. So, she, you know, that was always kind of pushed in the back burner and I was pursuing like midwifery. I wanted to be a, mid- a, a nurse midwife. And so I went to school for that, but then I realized like I didn't want to do that. And then I kind of like, without saying anything to anybody, <laughs> enrolled into culinary school. What? You secretly <laughs> yeah. enrolled in the culinary school. I secretly enrolled into culinary school. I was working the front desk at labor and delivery at the hospital because I was like trying to, you know, get my foot in there with nursing and stuff. And then Mm -hmm. I was like on my break on the computer and I was thinking like, you know what? I need to go to school. I need to do this. This is what I need to do. Mm -hmm. And at first I was like, oh, CIA. Because I'm like, oh, that's too close. Like, let me go somewhere further. Like, I think I just needed like a whole change of scenery, all of that. So I secretly like signed applied and enrolled into a culinary school in California and I kind of just sprung it on the family and friends. I was like, I'm going to go to culinary school in San Francisco and I'm moving away in like November. So I only gave them like three months to kind of digest it. Wow. What an amazing food city though, to go to San Francisco and go to culinary school. What was that like? Oh my gosh. It was amazing just because like, you know, wine country is right there. So we're learning and, you know, we're learning about wine. We're learning, you know, so I'm able to like go to like Napa, go to Sonoma, like go to all these great restaurants. It was, it was, it was a good time. 
Mama had a good time. <laughs> okay. Why did you stay in San Francisco? Well, I ended up working in Vegas for my externship. So right after, for my externship, I went to Vegas. I was there for about a year and I wanted to come back home. I always knew like I'll bounce around for a little bit, but then, you know, when it came time for me to like settle down somewhere, I'd always be back home to get my family. And that's Boston, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great food town as well. I mean, I mean, when you think about seafood, you think about Boston. And so did you immediately immerse yourself in the restaurant scene or were you doing something else? No, I, once I came home, yeah, I was right into, uh, I was working in kitchens in the, in the South end. So yeah, I went right, I went right in there. So you were working in kitchens for a while in, in restaurant kitchens, and then you decided to go out on your own. So what made you decide to do that? Um, having a family of my own. So, you know, as we know, like restaurant life, it's kind of that work-life balance kind of doesn't really exist. So when I got uh, pregnant with my first child, I was working in a kitchen and it, <laughs> it just did not feel good at all. Like, could you imagine like morning sickness when smells Ooh. and stuff are affecting oh you, but like you're sitting there on the line, like trying to like dish out you know, food. It was, yeah, I was like, mm, this, this isn't gonna work out for me. So I ended up like transitioning into private chef work. Okay. So I and, had like a little bit more control with like my schedule and and the like kind that. of food that you're cooking, right? You must you must mm-hmm. cook food that you really want to cook. I mean, it's always the client, of course, what the client wants, you know. But luckily for me, I haven't. I didn't encounter, I remember I had this one client that I was able to, like just this one family that were, they were super rich. So I was able to just be with them and not have to like worry about different people. And it was amazing because they gave me like freedom to do whatever. And I remember like the, (laughs) the, the husband, he used to just be like, put that on the winner list or take that off the list. Ah. Like that that was like his approval, like like, put it on the list. So yeah, they didn't, they, I wasn't really held back. Like you know, creativity wise. Always love to ask private chefs if they have like a signature dish or a signature style that, you know, you push towards your clients or, or potential clients. Do you have something like that? I, it's not more of a signature dish. My style is comfort. So mm. I like comfort foods and that means whatever that comfort food is for that person. That's, okay. that's really how I truly love how to cook. So whenever people ask me, oh, like, what's your favorite dish? I'm like, I don't really have a favorite dish. I just love cooking the favorite things for the people I love and for the people that I'm catering to. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I love making flan for my mom or I love making lasagna bolognese for my son. So, you know, pupusas for who, you know what I mean? Like, it's whatever, like, that that brings comfort. I love to bring that to, you know. I love the fact that you said that you love cooking comfort food for the people that you love. So when you came back home from culinary school, I'm sure they wanted to try out some of the stuff you've learned, right? Yeah. I will actually never forget. It was, I came home and it was my, it was my mother's birthday. And then I said that I will do the dinner for her birthday for like, for everybody to gather, I'll handle that. And I remember I made like pasta from scratch and I was just like, you know, just banging out all these dishes. And my mother, I remember like, I don't even want to get emotional thinking about it. Like she looked at me and she's like, I know why you went. She's like, you're good. So. Well, that's always great to hear from your mother of all people that you can, that you can do something to excel at it. 
And I mean, yeah. I totally get that. So to hear that from your mom and cooking for your mom, because that's going to be always your biggest judge, right? Right, right. So talk more about your private chefing business. And I mean, do you stay within Boston? Do you go outside of Boston? Do you do private parties or is it more you on a one-on-one -on -one client? It's more, it's, I'm in Boston, um, in the Boston greater area. So, it, you know, I'll drive, most I'll do is like 20 miles, 20, 30 miles, like, but everybody's relatively in the Boston area. And I mostly do client to client. And usually those clients will also like want me, if they have like family dinners, holiday parties, I'll do that as well. Fun. Yeah. Okay. And you get to be creative. I want to, I want to talk about some of your creative juices flowing and some of your favorite events that you've done thus far. Hmm. One example, let's see. I remember I had to do Thanksgiving for a family and they wanted the traditional, like, you know, the stuffing, the turkey and all of that. But mm -hmm. I remember they, they let me have fun with how to, the presentation and the seasonings and like, like I was able to, they allowed me to step outside of their comfort zone, you know, with that. And my family's from Haiti. So I always carry like that influence with me, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to like seasoning. So okay. yeah, I remember they let me do like the turkey, like I was able to do the turkey with like a piece and, you know, which is our green seasoning. So I remember that was like really fun for me. And I was really appreciative that they let me like, cause Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving, you know, that's a big deal for people. <laughs> you know, they're not trying to have that, they, you know, they're not trying to have that meal messed with. So they took a chance and they, they let me do my thing and it worked out. I love it. I love it. Now you said you have Haitian heritage. So do you get a chance to do a lot of cooking, a lot of Haitian cooking at home and for clients beyond, you know, like throwing in a, a little zest here, here and there, do you get to do like full on Haitian feasts? You know, the thing is I'm doing that now. You know, I'm tapping into that now. So like, I always, like I said, like I always had the influence of like how we prepare and marinate and things like that. But I'm going to tap into the food itself, myself. Like I'm trying, like I'm appreciating it. Like I almost feel like maybe the term is like, I'm going home, like I'm I'm coming home. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm like, oh wow. Like that was a privilege. Like growing up, you take it for granted and you're like, oh, you know, I want to eat other things or whatever, but now at like 38 years old, I'm like, you know what? Like, this is the truth. <laughs> so. I've noticed that there are a lot of Haitian chefs in the United States. And especially since, you know, I joined Clubhouse and I feel like there are a lot of Haitian chefs in the United States and they're cooking their cuisine, they're pushing it forward, as well as they're cooking French cuisine and a lot of American cuisine. Is that um, a profession that a lot of um, Haitians go into or something. I'm seeing a lot of it lately. I'm seeing a lot of that too. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's great. And I'm like, oh wow. Like it's like now we can build this community. For your own you network. Know? Right, right. I'm, yeah, I'm seeing that now too. And I think it's amazing. I mean, you know, I feel like our food doesn't get the recognition that it deserves, but yeah, there are people, the, the, the Haitian community, they're very um, creative. Like it's a very creative group of people, like whether it's mm -hmm. painting, sculptures, you know, for furniture designing, things like that. So it would make sense that they're, you know, because being a chef is an artist. So yes. that falls right. right into that. So, you know, speaking of which, I mean, your style is impeccable. You know, I just have to say <laughs> that. I want you to talk about how your style plays into your your personal style, how it's influenced 
by your culture and how you influence your food with your whole personal style? So my style, that always will be to my mother again, too. Like my mom was like a very, very big influence on me, like with fashion. My mom always like when I say slayed, like my mother always, I remember coworkers would be like, I don't think I've ever seen your mom repeat an outfit twice. And I was like, no, because she yeah, she just was always put together like head to toe, like hair, makeup, like growing up, like she was like the most glamorous person that, you know, I've seen, like besides people on TV. So she always had that influence on me and not even just being like, not just like glamour, but just always be put together. She always instilled that in us as her children, like always make sure you present yourself a certain way, always just look put together. And I think a lot of that carries with, you know, who we are. And that's one thing like, so, so that, that could be one less thing that people can say derogatory towards us is Mm -hmm. that, you know, they look a hot mess and it's like, no, like, you know, Betty will be like, not my kids. My kids always look good, you know? So (laughs) you, cause you have like this regal presence, long, you know, big earrings, cropped hair. You just, you just have this look. So is that how you got discovered as a model as well? I actually had like the big hair (laughs) uh, when I, the, the, the cropped hair is new, but, um, I was kind of like scouted out when I was around like 19, but I didn't really take it seriously. I was in college at the time mm-hmm. and I did the headshots and everything, but I was just like, eh. <laughs> you know, I, I was focusing on other things, but I always loved fashion and I did always long for like representation in the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. So that always, you know, was something in the back of my mind. And unfortunately, even within like, you know, being a plus size model, people think like it's the same worries that like a straight size model has about like weight, shapes, looks, things like that. So even like throughout the years when I was thinking about like, oh, should I dive back in? Should I dive back in? I always let like those insecurities like, you know, creep up in there and I always pushed it to the back burner. So it really wasn't until like one time I saw a casting for the only plus size um, fashion show during Boston Fashion Week. And I was like, something in me just said, just go. I didn't have any professional pictures that were up to date or anything like that, but something said, just go. And I went (laughs) and I ended up booking it. And then from that situation, it kind of just snowballed and I was just like working. Nice. And so you do runway and you do print as well, right? Yes. Yes. And I've done a couple fit. It's kind of like, you know, if you buy a dress and you're like, oh, this dress fits me like really nicely. That means like, there was probably like a fit model who was your size, oh. kind of like a live like mannequin. Really? The, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So if you ever like some jeans and you're like, ooh, it was probably a fit model that you know had the same ooh like you did. And- <laughs> oh, okay. I'm I'm gonna think about that, and I'm gonna thank you. I'm gonna thank models like you for that. You know, next time I buy a, buy a pair of jeans, because you know it's always if you have a little curve here or there, it's always difficult to buy buy a decent pair of jeans. So talk about your style. I want you to describe exactly your personal style. My style, I would say it's comfy, cute, with a little bit of, with a little something, something. Um, you know, I'm a mom of two, so I, <laughs> things change. I, I used to be running around in like stilettos all over the place. And it's like, once I had some kids, it's like, well, let's put that to rest. <laughs> I'll only do that for like work, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm all about like just cute comfort and I like I love accessories. Like I love like hats and earrings. Like I love a red lip. 
like even if I'm just wearing a t-shirt and jeans, like a red lip kind of like just levels that up a little bit for me. So just comfy, cute with a little pizzazz. Now, how do you, when you take your fashion, because you're, like I said, you're amazingly, stunningly fashionable. So you take your fashion and you put that with your food. How do you merge the two businesses together? Ooh, that's when plating comes into play for me. Oh, that's when I, I love <laughs> it. It's the plating of the food for me when it comes to merging that together. Like, you know, I'm sure you, this saying is said all the time, your plate is your canvas, right? And, you know, making your sauce like drizzle a certain way, like that's adding, that makes your plate, your, your food sexy. So that's how I approach it is, you know, have your sauce be your accessory, have your, you know, your plates and, you know, things like that. So that's how I kind of, I, I kind of take both the, the approach the same way. Do you like color as well? I do. I do. When like it color. comes to your plating and clothing and all that good stuff. I do. The, you know, the thing is too, I've noticed with like, like how I plate now, if you look at my food, like it's very simple, but then I'll have a pop of something, which mm -hmm. kind of is kind of how I just describe to myself and how I dress. So <laughs> I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. So talk to me about how hard is it to juggle all of this? You know, you've got the fashion, you've got the food, you have a family and, you know, as women, when you're juggling so many things, it gets a little crazy. So talk about uh, some of the challenges. Ooh, <laughs> it's a challenge. Like I'm not, I'm not one of those people to be like, oh, you know, all you got to do is find your, I'm still trying to find that balance. I'm still trying to figure that out. But I do know that I learned to like say no. And that was very big for me because I was always spreading myself too thin. So then there's even times if there's a gig that I had to turn down because like, you know, my son needed me for something, like I'm going to have to turn it down and be at peace with it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, or if there's a, you know, big opportunity where it's like, I know I'm going to leave the kids for like a week for like, you know, to go to New York for fashion week or something like I have to, you know, have to say mommy is, this is provider mode. So I have to be at peace with that as well. So I think that's what it, that's, that's something that I'm learning and that's that I'm trying to hone in on. It's just, you know, saying no when, when, when I can and being at peace with it. So where do people find you to book you, whether it's for the fashion and modeling or to book you as a private chef? Honestly, Instagram has been a very big tool. Like prior to that, I've never had it before. And it wasn't until like when that first gig happened, Mm -hmm. um for modeling like the designer was like well you need an instagram and i was like oh okay <laughs> I, I opened it i didn't have any like i said i didn't have any professional pictures or anything like that and as i started growing like that's yeah a lot of clients have because i'm a freelance model at that it's not like i'm signed to an agency or anything like that i've been doing this on my own and done fairly well and it's been through instagram it's been through word of mouth people you know, talking about me and I didn't even know. So that's why I always say, make sure you present yourself professionally. Like I've been in, you know, a fashion show that's like probably not the best budget and probably not, you know, ideal, but I still act professionally. And somebody from that situation saw that and recommended me to something that was like bigger and better. So you never know. You never, you never, know. never know who's watching, right? You never know. You never know. My mother's always told me that she was just like, just like you said, it doesn't matter where you're going. 
It doesn't matter where, who you're around. She said, always be on your best behavior. Like you said, mm -hmm. always look polished and always speak well because you never know who is paying attention, who's in the background mm -hmm. watching you, right? Exactly. How do people find you on your social media? You can go to KareenC83 on Instagram. And I also have this really fun YouTube channel with my sister where we do food and fashion called The Pleatery. So, you know, you can definitely check that out and find us there as well, where we're giving it to you good with the fashion and the food. So talk about your YouTube page. Yeah, it's, it's called The Pleatery. Um, my sister who went to school for fashion design. <laughs> yeah, so we're just, yeah, it's just too, <laughs> too great. You guys are perfect. Exactly. And my sister's also a very big foodie. Like she'll, she'll say like, oh, I don't like cooking. I don't like cooking, but she has a very good palate and she knows what she likes to eat. And, okay. you know, so the two of us together make like a really good marriage when it comes to like food and fashion on both ends. Cause you know, she's, she has the good eye. I got the good eye. So we always just wanted to like do something together. And around the time when COVID hit, she was just like, Hey, why don't we start a YouTube channel? Uh, I was like, let's do it. <laughs> we did. And it's been fun. So what kind of content are you putting on the YouTube page? So we are doing recipes. So the target for that is people who want to make people who are busy, but like you need something quick and easy, but you could still like impress folks at the same time. So that's what, you know, those, those are the recipes that we're giving you. And then we're also doing like fashion hauls where I'll showcase brands or she'll showcase brands and She'll even do it. She did a tutorial on like making, um, we went on vacation where, and we vlog that as well. And she made like some cute little shorts for us to go hiking. So she showed how you could whip those shorts up. So <laughs> she made them from scratch. Absolutely. You guys, I mean, you guys are really talented. Thank you, God. Thank you, mama. <laughs> I, I love it. So you've got the YouTube channel with your sister where you're showcasing beautiful recipes and fashion. You've uh -huh. got your own thing going on where you're a plus size model and you're showcasing uh, beautiful fashions and representation. And mm -hmm. then you're, you're serving as a private chef where you're serving up comfort food, sometimes a little Haitian accents in the cuisine yeah. and you're doing special events. It's, it's all wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Okay. God is good. God is good. It, it, it looks like he's been very good to you. I, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Kareen, thank you so much for joining me on the Feast and Fashion podcast. It has been such a pleasure getting to know you. I love everything that you're doing, and I wish you much success. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was a pleasure. Well, that does it for this episode. I want to thank my guest, Kareen Kalikste, again for joining me. We're back here next Friday with another outstanding, talented, and of course, stylish culinary personality you don't want to miss. Thank you so much for listening to Feast and Fashion on the Eat, Drink, Dine podcast network. I'm your host, Adasha Townsend. Meet me back here next Friday.